Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings. With Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Hello. Hello. This is like our third episode that we've recorded in two days. Yes. (laughs) Sorry in advance. (laughs) Yes, very sorry. We're very tired at this point. (laughs) We have no more chat to have. We've covered all the bases. (laughs) I know everything that Maddie's done this week. She knows everything that I've done this week. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, you don't? I don't know if you know this. My life vest came in the mail yesterday. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was pretty lit. Now I can use Rock my kayak. <laughs> it's currently Thursday the 27th, and I leave for my hike in four days. Oof. Tomorrow's my last day of work for a month, which is super awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm going to be bored. I get to go live in the woods for a month. I know. That's all I want is to run away and live in the woods. Come with. <laughs> I wish. Just come meet me. Come pick me up at the end. Bring I'll me a hit- fat bottle of champagne. Oh, yeah. I'll hit up Tyler. We'll figure it out. Perfect. <laughs> all right. All right, Maddie, what are we talking about today? So, this week, I was having a bit of trouble deciding what I wanted to cover. So today, while I was out on a nature walk (laughs) and listening to the podcast Sinisterhood, which if you haven't listened to it, you really need to because it's my new favorite. Um, Man, they crack me up. They're so good. Especially if you want, like, a really fun law perspective to basically everything go for it neither of us are lawyers so don't look for it here no i'll pretend no we're not lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) so i was listening to an episode where they cover the mongolian death worm and they covered this topic in july of last year so and you know i decided it was pretty interesting not too crazy long and not too dark for our last episode before our little break. Yeah. So, here we go. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is also going to be a very short episode because there's a lot of different theories and stuff behind it, but I really just couldn't get too deep into it. Um, That's okay. So, the Mongolian deathworm's real name is Algoy Korkoy. That Which, cracks me up because it sounds like that's his birth name. Yes. <laughs> like his parents named him that. <laughs> no, that's his name by like, he was named by the Mongolian like nomadic tribes. <laughs> it made me giggle. <laughs> so it's loosely translated to intestine worm or large intestine worm. Ew. Um <laughs> And this is because it honestly does kind of look like an intestine and was named that because the nomadic tribes thought that it looked like cow intestines. Lovely. Yeah. So I will share pictures of what this looks like, but it has been described as intestine-like in shape and color, but also similar to a salami. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So let me just say this. (laughs) um the whole time i'm listening to this podcast i'm thinking 
this is like that giant worm in SpongeBob. Like that's all I can picture is the it, giant worm in SpongeBob. It's not. So <laughs> the Mongolian deathworm is supposedly native to the Gobi Desert and is between two and seven feet in length. Oh, so not like fifty million feet in length. No, so I thought it was like this giant sandworm that was like going through the dunes, like like coming to get people, but no, it's it's a lot. Is of the one in SpongeBob called the Mongolian Deathworm? No. What is it called? I'm gonna find out. Okay. You can continue. I'll look okay. it up. So it's between two and seven feet long in length, and has spikes on both ends of its tube body. It is the Mongolian death worm. Oh, maybe because they're smaller. Or no, it's the Alaskan bullworm. So. Yeah. Okay. Same so it's thing. the Alaskan bullworm, not the Mongolian death worm. Correct. Okay. Well, we'll f- we'll do an episode on that one too. Apparently. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it has these long spikes on both ends of its tube body. And um, it can also spit out this corrosive yellow acid venom and can also apparently generate electricity like an eel, which kills the worm's prey instantly. Cool. And the prey of these worms is usually like camels, cows, other livestock, and then humans. Lovely. Yeah. So it is said that the venom they spit is strong enough to corrode metal and the electric shot could kill a man. <laughs> Lovely. So that's nice. So really quick, let me just recap. We are talking about a girthy worm creature that is probably about four or five feet long in a pretty red color. Also, this thing has huge spikes on its head and ass. And this creature also has the ability to spit venom at or electrocute their prey. Got it? That's wild. It sounds like a Pokemon. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So, in 1922, the Mongolian Prime Minister was describing the worm and said, quote, It is shaped like a sausage, about two feet long. It has no head nor leg. And it is so poisonous that merely to touch it means instant death. It lives in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. And that quote. is going to be our episode title. No head nor leg. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking desert sausage, but... <laughs> that also is good. <laughs> desert salami. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So... These worms are said to burrow deep, deep below the desert sands, which is could be one of the reasons why we don't really see them often. I also have a um, two-paragraph quote from the Mongolian deathworm cryptid wiki that I thought was interesting and useful, and I couldn't have summed it up better myself, so. Amazing. Quote. Mongolian nomads believe the giant worm covers its prey with an acidic substance that turns everything a corroded yellow color. Gross. Legend says that this says that this the creature begins to attack. It raises half its body out of the sand and starts to inflate until it explodes. Oh my god. 
yeah, basically just vomits, releasing a lethal poison all over the unfortunate victim. The poison is so venomous that the prey dies instantly. Livestock and humans are supposed to be its main prey. Because Mongolia has been under Soviet control until 1990, very little was known about the death worm in the West. In recent years, investigators have been able to look for evidence of the creature's existence. Ivan Merkel, one of the leading Loch Ness monster detectives, oh yeah, studied the region and interviewed many Mongolian people about the worm. Before I continue, I want to be a Loch Ness monster detective. Me too. What a job! Like, imagine what? putting that on your LinkedIn profile. Literally, can I go be a Bigfoot detective? Yeah. I don't I mean, understand that's where that. this podcast can bring us. Yes. <laughs> Back to Oregon. <laughs> Go find me. <laughs> okay. Continuing with the quote. <laughs> Due to the sheer volume of sightings and strange deaths, he beca- he came to the conclusion that, de- that the death worm was more than just a legend. Nobody is entirely sure what the worm actually is. Experts are certain it's not a real worm because the Gobi Desert is too hot an area for annelids to survive. Some have suggested it might be a skink. I don't know what that is. A skink is a lizard that doesn't have legs. Oh. Yeah. But it's not a snake. Some have suggested it might be a skink, but hey, they have tiny legs and scaly skin, whereas witnesses... Oh, yeah, they do have legs. I lied. (laughs) Morgan, shut up. (laughs) Don't worry. But they have little legs and scaly skin, whereas witness accounts specify the worm is limbless and smooth-bodied. The most probable exclamation, the most probable explanation is that the death worm is a new species of amphisbania, or worm lizard, a group of burrowing reptiles. Although the native Mongolian people are convinced of the death worm's nature, it will take more years of research to satisfy the rest of the world's scientific community. End quote. Well, those worm lizards are cool. Yeah. They look like a worm. Sweet. Ah! Their arms what? are so weird. I know. <laughs> they literally look like a penis with arms. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Going back to my notes now. Look away. Um, I hate it. (laughs) So experts are pretty positive that whatever this creature is, and it's definitely not a worm in the traditional sense of like earthworm that we see. (laughs) Don't find that in your garden. (laughs) No, because these worms also like the worms that you find in your garden in like New England and shit, like they could not survive in the Gobi Desert. They would shrivel up and die. (laughs) They would become crispy. Yeah, they'd be like, those uh the the crispy French onions that they put on Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, those guys. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also not saying that the death worm does not exist. So a quick note also on this whole worm thing. Um it's kind of a bad translation, but instead it should mean snake or legless lizard. Um, and that would make sense, seeing as other experts believe that it may be an unidentified species of worm lizard, like I mentioned in that quote, or even a sand boa, um, which we will also 
was pictures of all of these and salami. And boa. Oh, I sent you one earlier. Yes, they're adorable and so weird looking. Their eyes are on the top of their heads and they look just like such derps. They look like a cartoon. (laughs) They They kind of look like someone stuck googly eyes to the front of a snake. (laughs) It's like right now there's a huge trend on TikToks where teachers show like what the kids were supposed to draw and then a bunch of kid drawings. Like if kids were supposed to draw a snake, that's what it would be. (laughs) True. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. We will share pictures for all of these different types of similar animals and even salami so that you can see yeah. compared to the different drawings of artist renditions. Yes. Um, there haven't been any photographs taken of the Mongolian deathworm yet, but I also don't know how many nomads were carrying cameras around the desert with them. Because nowadays it's more likely that people would have cell phones and, like, more portable cameras and stuff. But even up until recently, like, who, like, almost if you're an explorer or something, like, who's just taking pictures out in the desert. And if you see this thing and you've been raised with the folklore of all of these, it can spurt acid at you and eat you. I'd believe it. You'd run away before trying to take a picture. For sure. (laughs) And not for nothing, people truly haven't been trying to get evidence of the worm since before the 90s, really, because it was under Soviet control and so many other things, whatever. But they continue to come up empty-handed every time they do try to search. The Gobi Desert is also just a massive area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Sorry. I don't know if you remember. But in the Amelia Earhart episode, we talked about the search area for them of her plane being 250,000 square miles, which is larger than the size of Texas. Yes. Well, the Gobi Desert is 500,000 square miles. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's two Texases. Yeah. Two Texi. Two Texi. And (laughs) um, also, like, it's desert. And... This isn't a great desert either. This isn't like a desert that's really easy to search in a specific season. There's and no also just in the desert. <laughs> yeah. And this great size makes it massively hard to search, first of all. And it's hard to search that much of it. Because, I mean, there's 500,000 square miles. Like, it's only been not in Soviet control for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So, like, how much of it? reasonably can people have searched (laughs) without getting lost and dying yeah (laughs) um this size makes it i already said it makes it massively hard to search but it also makes it pretty likely that there are unidentified species living out there just like with the rainforest and the ocean they're finding new shit all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. the weather on gobi desert in gobi desert also makes it much harder to research. This is considered a cold desert, meaning it can still get up to 100 or 102-ish, but is more frequently at colder temperatures and can get down to temperatures as low as negative 44 degrees Fahrenheit. Jeez. Yeah. So it's pretty bad, and it's also extremely dry. Some, like, south, I think it's southeastern areas, 
of the Gobi Desert experience monsoons, but overall it's still like an extremely cold and dry place. Mm-hmm. It's hard for much vegetation to grow in the northern parts or basically anywhere that doesn't monsoon since they tend to just get over 7.5 inches of rain per year. And a little bit of snow blown in from the Siberian steppes. That'd be cool to see a desert with snow on it. Yeah, I really want to go back to Bryce when there's snow. True. I've never been. (gasps) I know. (laughs) Let's go. We'll have to go back. We'll go back this winter. Lauren, we're coming. (laughs) (laughs) Coming for (laughs) you. On top of the drastic temperatures changes by season... Due to rapid and extreme temperature changes from from the weather just day to day, it can change as much as 63 degrees within one day. It almost sounds like New England. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, times five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I can honestly say that I'm very glad that I haven't experienced that, except for, like, coming back from Florida in the winter or something. Like... (laughs) (laughs) But even then, it's not like you're literally sitting outside somewhere and then over 24 hours it's dropped to 20 degrees and you're freezing your ass off, so. Yeah, no thank you. No thanks. I will leave you with one last quote before we discuss. So, this is from allthatisinteresting.com. And it is, quote, either... The worm lizard, which looks like a large limbless worm that burrows underground and grows up to several feet, or a type of sand boa snake could have originally inspired the death worm lore. No matter how the legend of the death worm began, cryptid researchers have not given up hope that someday they will unearth it. End quote. I love the dedication. Yes. So, obviously, I think that we should talk about whether we both think it's real or not, and if it's not real, what we think it actually might be. But also, I think it's very interesting that there's um, some cryptid zoologists and cryptid researchers that are still actually out there looking for this, because, I mean, I know, who was it? Was it Jane Goodall that said that Bigfoot might be possibly real? I trust it. And... Um, so people are like, oh, yeah, well, like, we can't believe in, like, this, 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 and this, but we can actually, like, back maybe um, the Mongolian death worm and things like potentially Bigfoot. Anything can happen, people. Like, mermaids, not so much. Banshees, not so much. <laughs> I love the concept that sailors used to think that manatees were mermaids because... Manatees are the opposite of mermaids. Oh, yeah. They are swimming potatoes. Uh Uh-huh. And it's kind of also like a nod to beauty standards back then. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So what do you think about the Mongolian death worm? Well, I really want it to be real. Just like with all cryptids. But out of my repertoire of cryptids, this one seems like it's plausible that they saw some big snake and folklore generated around it. Yeah, especially I think that it's just some like undetermined species of worm lizard or whatever it was there are Uh, a ton of reptiles in the desert no matter what desert you're in so 
Yeah, and especially because it does actually, like, drop to pretty cooler temperatures and stuff, too. So, like, they wouldn't just have to be... They could be, like, reptiles and lizards and stuff that we get around here. I do really want it to be real, though. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting because it's, like, said to be, like, blood red sometimes. Interesting. So it's kind of like there's not a ton of blood red, like, snakes and stuff. Yeah, especially not in the desert. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Obviously, chronologically, this doesn't make sense, but it sounds like... Someone was like, what's the coolest freaking Pokemon I could ever make? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and created the Mongolian Deathworm. Basically. Some but... of these drawings are not accurate because, remember, no head nor leg. Yeah, it's supposed to just be like a literal hole at the end. <laughs> not A lot of these have heads on them, so. Yeah. Also, I just realized, I don't know where it went in my notes, but um, one of the main reasons why people aren't totally convinced that it's real is because we've never found, like, remains of it. And, I mean, that can be argued for most cryptids, too, but... That is a good point, though. Yeah, so they haven't found any... They've been searching for it. Yeah. It's also like you've been searching a desert and the dunes in the desert change. Like there, it's pretty common for there to be like basically like snow tornadoes and like crazy windstorms mm-hmm. from the different like changing weather in the area. And I'm sure stuff gets covered up too, depending on the wind because it's all sand. Oh, yeah. So everything's moving back and forth. If there's already burrowing lizard species. True. I was like, it just goes down even further. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. That was most of what I got from the Mongolian death worms. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Yeah. I don't think I have any questions. I wish I did. I think we should add it to our list for um, cryptid hunting. Yes. But until then, (laughs) stay tuned next Monday and every Monday for new episodes. But not really this week because we're going to be taking a couple week hiatus. We don't know when we'll be back yet. Yeah, we'll alert you when we'll be back. But we promise it'll be We'll tell you. Really good. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod, on Twitter at Monday Mornings P, and we have a Facebook page. If you have questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in a future episode, feel free to DM them to us. But you can also email us at mondaymorningspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. And now that we're going to be on a little hiatus, it's the perfect time to tell your friends or to catch up on old episodes or to have your friends start binge listening you know the deal yeah help help some girls out (laughs) help your girls out maybe we'll send you a sticker oh for sure (laughs) but as always start your monday mornings the right way with maddie and morgan bye see you in a few weeks see you sometime (laughs) 